no better way to get better at football than playing football. So, like, you know. Taylor's going to finish it! I've always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there and I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. Ryan, end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it! Oh, what a Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. We are part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, 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 yo. Please be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at the Colts cast, and our Instagram is at Colts cast. We got YouTube up. As well, go ahead and search the Colts cast up there. We got a bunch of YouTube shorts, got a bunch of our episodes on there. It's great. It's great. Hit that subscribe button for us. We really appreciate it. Do it right now. You're not doing anything. Nothing. It's like, I'm just kidding, guys. You guys are listening to us. We really appreciate it. First time listeners, veterans, super duper Colts fans, we love you. We welcome all. So. As you may all know, the Colts have been conducting second-round interviews with various candidates. I think they're even considering a third round. I think Jeff Saturday, Wink Martindale, Aaron Glenn, Rich Basaccia, Brian Callahan. The list goes on and on and on. The top candidates are probably Callahan and Morris. Actually, I think uh, Martindale has moved up that. Um, I don't know why, Mm -hmm. but... Evro was there, uh, got picked up by the Panthers, though. He's going to be their defensive coordinator. Frank Wright scooped him up, you know, because the Colts are really slow on everything. So Frank Wright took him. He's talented. So I I, I expect the Panthers to have a resurgence uh, oh, with yeah. Frank Wright there. Oh, yeah. So, you know, will there be a third round of interviews? Maybe knowing the Colts. But the guy we want to talk about today who is my favorite, is Shane Steichen. So you, you want to you talk to him about him, Jamal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but before I talk to him, I talk to, to the world about Shane Steichen. Bro, I don't know if you saw. This is just a complete side note. Yo, USC has been doing some some work this this offseason in, in, the, uh, in the portal, huh? In the portal and just signing people. We got a five-star recruiter, receiver. Um, of course, we got... Um, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking out right now. Rattler coming back. It's it's looking good for USC. This is a complete side note. I just want to mention it for one second because I'm sure you've probably seen it. But uh, mm-hmm. a couple of players got in trouble. Blah blah blah. You know that happens. But uh, these these kids are young. But I like what USC is doing this year, man. I mean, Colts can uh, do some searching for next year in the draft. Yeah, completely side note. Anyway, back to Shane <laughs> Shane Steichen, man. I just wanted to mention that. Oh uh, no, but seriously though, our, our our guy we're talking about Shane this um uh, this episode here. All right, so he is definitely our favorite. I think that um, he has he has a lot of history. Taking a peek here, he's been in the league since 2011. He's done a lot of different work. Started in 2011 with the Chargers. He was defensive assistant coach for a couple of years, and he switched over to the offensive side of the ball, but he moved to the Cleveland Browns. His list goes on and on and on. I don't want to start really in talking to him until we get to about that 2019 year uh, for the Chargers. So, as we know, Frank Wright was uh, previously with the Chargers as well. Uh, so he has connection with Frank Wright. But Shane Steichen, when we look at him from that 2019-2020 year, that's the year they got this young quarterback by the name of Justin Herbert. 
Justin Herbert was the quarterback for the for the Chargers back then in 2020 when when Steichen picked up his first round as the offensive coordinator. One thing that stands out about me or stands out to me about Steichen is that he managed to get Justin Herbert to uh, rookie of the year oh, for, yeah. for 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 that year. I mean, their records show seven and nine, but the the proof is in the pudding with Herbert. He looked great that year. From there, um, you know, Steichen kind of moved over to the Eagles 2021. He got picked up by um, he got picked up by Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni took over the head coaching spot. So Steichen jumped on over there with him, which, of course, you know, Sirianni, they have a connection as well. Sirianni was back with the Chargers for a, a matter of time here up until uh, 2018 before he came up to the Colts. He was with the Chargers as well. So they all have a history together. His first year with the Eagles, the Eagles went nine and eight. Second year with the Eagles, they are now 14 and three and Super Bowl contenders here. So, I mean, that it's 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 a crazy thing to see the kind of the progression there he's had. Um, you know, the biggest thing I noticed, though, that's happened for Steichen over that 2020 season and this 2021 2022 year, Eric, is he's had two young quarterbacks to come out and show up with two guys. That he's been able to kind of mold to what he can do. So taking a look, kind of breaking down that Philly 2021 year in his first year with the Eagles, you know, this is all this and these stats and this information comes from the Eagles website. Just want to give them, you know, their credit. Um, but he coordinated the league's most productive Russian offense in 2021 with the Eagles ranked as a, the first in the NFL franchise record Russian of 2,715 yards, 25 Russian touchdowns. And the Eagles also led the league. Explosive plays, 163, and ranked fourth and third down percentage. Team record, 45.7%, and fifth in giveaways. Only 16 that year. Um, and then we look at Jalen Hurts. That was his rookie year. Or, excuse me, that was his sophomore year. His, he came in 2020. Uh, but that 2021 year, his his sophomore year, he combined for 3,928 yards and 26 touchdowns. He was one of uh, just eight quarterbacks in NFL history to register 3,000 passing yards and 750 rushing yards. And became the youngest Eagles quarterback to ever start a playoff game. Um, of course, we know Devontae Smith was there. He broke that franchise rookie record in receiving yards at 916. Um, and he helped Lane Johnson and, and Jason Kelsey earn all pro recognition. I tell you all those stats again from the Eagles website to tell you that Shane definitely had a stacked squad. But he came and he's made a name for himself since he stepped foot in that building. We saw what he did in, in – uh, in San Diego with the Chargers. Then he went ahead and took it over to Philly in 2021 and did it with the Eagles. We jumped to 2022 with the Eagles. Overall, over 17 games, they produced 6,614 yards of offense, uh, 59 touchdowns, 477 points. They averaged 28.1 points per game, uh, 385 excuse me, first downs, Third down completion percentage of 45.9 and a fourth down percentage completion of 68.8. All those are in second place except for points per game, which they had 28.1. They were only behind Buffalo and Kansas City. I tell you all these stats, Eric, because that just shows you how explosive that offense has been. The resurgence has been there since he's walked in that building. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and say that he's given them all the help. He's been the the gatekeeper to their success. But you got to look at what's happened since he stepped foot, since since he had a Justin Herbert, since he's had a um, Jalen Hurts. These numbers have just been exploding, exploding through the roof. And I like that. I like that about him. You know, they led the league in rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. Um, 
their fifth overall in rushing. But what I liked the most was how many rushing first downs they had, 161 this year. All that tells me right there is when you got a quarterback who can man the ball and do what they need to to get a first down, he can do it. Or even with the running back, he figured out a way to do that. They, I mean, I keep I keep mentioning all these quarterback stats and how Steichen did this because the Colts have an opportunity right now in this very second to draft a generational franchise quarterback. We saw what Steichen did with the rookie. We saw what Steichen could do with, with, with Jalen Hurts over two years. So I really think that it will be a great opportunity for the Colts to really step in at this point and show show everybody what he can do. Now, a couple of reasons of why I like him, and these are kind of before his time of when he was with the Eagles, but I want to just take a step back to when the Eagles kind of went through their draft process. They picked Jalen Hurts 53 in the draft. He was the fifth quarterback picked behind Joe Burrow, Tua, Justin Herbert, of course, who we know Shane worked with, and Jordan Love. Three out of those four quarterbacks have proven themselves at this point. Jordan Love's the only person who hasn't had an opportunity. Of course, we know him with the, the Packers. that hasn't really had an opportunity yet, but I think his time will come. But the Eagles still had a first-round pick when they had a chance to get Jalen Hurst, and they said, we don't want him right now. We can take him in the second round. So somewhere down there in the pipeline, after the 2020 season, when Sykin came over, he was able to elevate Jalen Hurts to the next level. We all know the story about Jalen Hurts when he was in college. He lost that starting spot to Tua. He transferred to Oklahoma. It wasn't really good. Some of the biggest things they talked about him was his accuracy. He's not the best quarterback to, you know, to lead a team. Again, I keep blabbering on and on about Jalen Hurts and this Eagles offense to show you that when he got the right person with him on the offensive side of the ball, he's flourished. Of course, he's grown. He's adapted a little bit more to NFL. But look what he's done from his time in college to now. And I look at that first year, of course, he what he started four games. He played 15, but he only started four. The next two years, last year and this year, Steichen's been in that building in his ear talking to him. He's elevated him to the next level. He's shown that he can take two quarterbacks from two different backgrounds, Jalen and Justin, and elevate them to the next level. That's what I want to see in a Colts, in a Colts uniform or a Colts coaching staff. Head coach, I think he has the tools, he has explosiveness, the firepower to what we need to see him every Sunday out there leading the team to victory. Yeah, I I don't know what doesn't get you hyped from what Jamal just said. I mean, I think it's the jump start we need to rebuild our offense. Shane Steichen, just what he's done historically. I mean, he's got a good track record. You know, needless to say, he's very experienced on the offensive side of the ball. That's that's what a lot of Colts fans want. That that's we want that offensive minded head coach. Uh, most importantly, I really trust him to get the most of our young future QB in the coming years, like you said. Um, you know, he, he was a QB's coach for some years, mostly with Phillip Rivers and say what you want about Rivers, but he was one of the best quarterbacks to never play in a Super Bowl. That's not the best. <laughs> that's not the best statement to have on your record, but it, it it's still, you know, you were the best of just to never play in a Super Bowl. Unfortunately, even Phillip Rivers said that he can adjust the scheme to his quarterback preferences. So maximizing strengths of a QB to fit the mold of our offense. Like that's 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 what we need. That that's really what we need. How about, 
you know, offensive rookie of the year in 2020, Justin Herbert, same thing. Had to switch it up after Tyrod Taylor's injury because Tyrod Taylor was starting Justin Herbert's rookie year. And who knows when that switch would have happened, but they were game planning for Taylor. You know, it wasn't Justin Herbert in the picture, but he got he got it done. Jalen Hurts, just like you said, people doubted as a passer. Shane Sykin gets play calling duties in the middle of 2021. And all of a sudden, he's in MVP conversation next year. So I'm not saying Steichen's primarily responsible for the successes of all these offenses and QBs, but there's a common denominator, and that's him. So we we have to take that into consideration. But you know what, Jamal? I'm starting to see some sports books. They're they're talking about Wink Martindale being the Mm. favorite as of 5.30 p.m. today. Ooh. What what happened? He's minus 150. What? There must be some insider news that – I mean, that's kind of crazy. St. Steichen's plus 1,000. So, so, I mean, all I'm saying is you want to take up on that bet. Go over to our boys and girls, DraftKings Sportsbook. The stage is set, and we're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for the NFL action than DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Play all, or plus all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout. With DraftKings stepped up, same game parlays, boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Not saying you want to throw a Shane Steichen plus 1,000 in one of those parlays, but maybe a little value bet right there. I I mean, Shane Steichen. Start to lose. Ah. A little money, but a little money. I mean, Wink Martindale. I, I I don't see it right now. I, I need some more news. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet five dollars on the Super Bowl Fifty Seven and get two hundred and free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Born in Ohio. See show notes for details. Look, I, I'm just saying, like. Shane Psyche, I it it just it it makes sense. I think it's gonna make a lot of Colts fans happy. You know, what he bring what he will bring to the Colts offense will be dynamic. You know, we aren't gonna go into every single game with the same game plan of feeding Jonathan Taylor, right? Running it on first down every right. single time. There's layers to his scheme and it's game dependent for Steichen from from what I've seen. Again, taking what his team is best at, what his QB is great at what their defense is vulnerable at, and he's mixing that up, and he creates that success. That's what he's been doing with Philly. If, you, if you've noticed with the Eagles this season, their offense isn't just one-dimensional. There, mm-hmm. There's a lot to it, fairly complex. Um, I, I, I just think it, it's going to be great, man, if we get them. <laughs> yeah, I, I you're right. That's the big word is if, and and I fully agree with that. And and you know, I just want to stop everybody because I know people probably. S- when you said that Philip Rivers comment, you know, the best quarterbacks not make to uh Super Bowl, etc. Or one of the best quarterbacks not make Super Bowl, people are probably, oh, you know, no, he's not. No, he's not. I just want to point out some facts for you, Eric. On the list, the leaderboards of all time fourth quarter comebacks, because we want to go ahead and address the fact that these stats are there. These ugly stats that people want to talk about, they're there, and you have to address them. Number one on the list, Tom Brady, 46 fourth quarter comebacks. Number two on the list, Peyton Manning, 43 fourth quarter comebacks. 
number three, Ben Roethlisberger, 41. Matt Ryan at number four, 38. Drew Brees at uh, number five with 36. Matt Stafford, Johnny Unitas, Dan Marino, John Elway, Phillip Rivers. I, I, I name these names because these are names that everyone knows. So you can't sit here and tell yourself that just because it's a negative stat that it means the end of the world because it doesn't. It doesn't. Anybody, I can tell you right now, if you were to tell me you would take 2008 Peyton Manning or 2010 to 2020 Tom Brady, you're going to say, oh, no, you know what? No, because because he, he wasn't able to get the job done. No, you no one cares about those fourth quarter comebacks. They care about what the what the end result was. So Philip Rivers, yes, of course, he never made it to a Super Bowl. We all know that. But you can't deny what he did as a quarterback while he was in San Diego. You just can't deny it. So I just wanted to throw that little that stat out there because I under I know those negative stats. People think about that stuff and they're like, well, who cares? You know, it's not like a Brett Favre most interceptions ever stat. You know, mm. these are the these stats actually mean something. These are these are all Hall of Fame names: Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan. On you know, controversial. Drew Brees, Stafford, controversial. He did win his first Super Bowl. But Johnny U, Dan Marino, John Elway. I mean, these are all Super Bowl or excuse me, Super Bowl names and and NFL Hall of Fame names. So we cannot just sit here and, and, and use a negative stat and be like, well, those don't matter because it's a negative. So I just want to put that out there. Yeah. I want to talk about who Shane Steichen is if he becomes our head coach. Yeah, let's do it what the impact will have on the draft selection process. So I feel like the success he had with Jalen Hurts makes me think he wants someone with great mobility in the draft. You know, Anthony Richardson, he checks all the boxes for that mobility. Maybe not the other other things, but I'm just saying. If 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 he wanted to mold him out in the future, mm-hmm. he definitely could with that with those physical tools. Will Levis. I, I, I'm saying like Will Levis has some mobility, design runs, things like that. That explosive ability as a runner from your quarterback, we've already seen can be devastating when executed correctly. Some people might say Bryce Young. Bryce Young is nimble. He's fast. He's mobile. But he weighs like 190. So do you want to <laughs> – do a QB power up the middle with Bryce Young, uh, you know, with his frame, his weight, his size. I just don't see it. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson weighs like 230 pounds just for comparison. So the Colts, it the playbook is going to be so much different than we've ever seen. Like, have we seen any read option from this last season? Just no, you don't because Matt Ryan's not taking off. That that's something Steichen does with Hurts this year, and it, it's it's been successful even against us. It was, you know, imagine read option with JT on the other side in shotgun formation. Like, yo, like it it looks it, and it sounds really good. Like Anthony Richardson or Will Levis you got JT on his right. If he can make the right read, I mean, that's a that's a first down every play. I, I, you just need. From what I've seen, athletic guards and tackles that can effectively run block. You know, Jamal, you could probably explain this a little better, but being able to just pull correctly. Yeah. That technique, you know, mm-hmm. in a play. Yeah, you know, they they used motion a lot to clear defenders and cause distractions, which opened up lanes for Hertz. 
Like that, that's just good play design. And a lot of coaches do that. It's just, it's sometimes hard to do because I, I've seen it fail before uh, with some teams where they don't motion correctly, illegal formation, things like that. But like even like Jacksonville, it, you know, Doug Peterson, he uses a lot of motion to to figure out what coverages that whether it's man or zone, things like that. And and Steichen does the same thing, and he's got a quarterback that can read those coverages. So. All that indicates to me is that we get a mobile QB in the draft. I could be wrong. This is this is if we, you know, get Shane Steichen on the payroll. We'll see though. Yeah, we we definitely will see. And I think there are just uh, one huge gigantic factor when I think of Shane Steichen and, and and what could be the hindering portion of us not getting him. You know what that is, Eric? It is the relationship he has with both Nick Sirianni and Frank Reich. Now, you may be asking yourself, what does that have to do with anything? What that has to do with anything is they both have been under this Colts organization. They know the ins and outs. They know the good. They also know the bad. And you got to, you know, everyone wants to see as a head coach, if I were a head coach and I was leading my team into Super Bowl right now, you 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 go with the mindset of, you know, you're going to lose coaches because coaches are going to be going on to bigger and better things now. It's it's typical. Players leave at the Super Bowl coaches leave at the Super Bowl because opportunities become bigger for them. But how much is the Sirianni in Steichen's ear saying, hey, listen, man, this could be a good opportunity for you, but I can give you a breakdown of this Colts organization. How much could Frank Wright be saying, hey, this is a good opportunity, but I can give you this, 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 you know, give you a breakdown because Frank Wright seems gung-ho since the day he got signed to Carolina about how he's able to get the quarterback he wants, how he's able to do these things he wants to do now. I, yeah. I look at it. Carson I look Wentz at is it. definitely going to Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that there are, you know, there we, we can't, we can't ignore some of the factors that go into the course, the Colts organization, the Jim Irsay effect, which is turning into the Jerry Jones effect. You know, there are, there are a lot of things that will weigh. And I'm not going to say that, Someone's in his ear telling tell him something negative, but I'd be a liar if I said that, you know, as a good friend, if Sirianni or Reich are truly a good friend to Steichen, they're going to tell him the BS that goes on. They're going to tell them the good, but they're also going to tell him the bad. If we were going into something, I would like for you to tell me what I should be looking out for. So I think that weighs. Second thing I think that weighs and this is completely just like I don't understand it because I don't really know too much about the, the head coaching interviews. But these 10, 12 hour long interviews, dog, I don't know if I could sit there and talk to Jim Mercy for 10 plus hours about God knows what. I know what's, you know, this is a, a big deal you're interviewing for. But if you had to go through one round of interviews, one would assume is probably four to six hours, I would guess, maybe a little longer. Then you got to go into round two to talk to Big Jim Mersey for another 10 plus hours. I mean, <laughs> a long time. That's a long time to be filling somebody out. And then it's potentially going into a round three, have to do another round of just hours and hours and I hours. Doubt he's talking to Jim Mersey for 10 hours straight. I think it's more of he's probably getting introduced to a lot of the coaches, coaching staff, the front office. Walking around the complex, things like that. You know, I would hope probably, so. They probably take a two-hour lunch at least, two-hour dinner. I I, I would at hope the so. Nicest restaurant in Indianapolis. Yeah, they're going I, to St. Elmo's. They're, they're going to drive everybody to St. Elmo's. There's nothing to talk about for ten to twelve hours about the coach. Have, have you ever watched a Jim Mercer interview? 
he can talk in circles for no reason. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Again, I don't know. That's more of a jokey situation, though. But in all seriousness, the real situation is, is what's what's the negatives that he's been hearing about the Indianapolis job? And not saying that he would even get offered because we don't know. He may not even get offered. He may not. We, we can't sit here and speculate that just because he is who he is, he's going to get offered. But I like to think that in the event that he is offered, you know, or whatever the case is, I, I wouldn't I would think that he would have to have some kind of grudge or a bias towards the team because we saw we saw how passionate Sirianni was after the Eagles and Colts game, how he talked about how they did Frank Reich wrong, et cetera, and all this stuff. So he it's pretty clear to me that you know Sirianni is a little salty of the situation. So as someone who was with both Sirianni and Reich in San Diego, then with Sirianni in Philly, I just hope that that doesn't that doesn't weigh in on his potential of wanting to come into an organization with a clean slate if if he if he's chosen for the job. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, got a lot of his his colleagues in his ears, his close colleagues. I could be saying something about the Colts organization, how yeah. they do, folks. But Frank Frank Wright did have a long tenure here. I feel like mm-hmm. so. Years, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I I think if he's if he's offered the position, I mean, if he's accepted the second interview, I I think he has full intention in taking it if offered. So yeah, that's what I think. One thing I did forget to talk about was the passing game. I kept talking about how the running game would evolve under Shane Steichen. I I don't know how much the passing game will evolve because. I think just the duo of AJ Brown and Devontae Smith there with the Eagles. I mean, that's that's definitely a top ten duo, top five potentially. I I, I just think they they were the playmakers there. They I once they added AJ Brown, it was a different story. And I can't believe the Titans. I'm glad they did, but I can't believe the Titans were like, yo, you a top ten receiver. We're not gonna pay you. We don't need you. We're gonna replace you with Traylon Burks. We're gonna trade you. And boom, they did that. They quote unquote saved money. And then all of a sudden the general manager, John Robinson gets fired. So (laughs) I could be wrong, but I think you need to pay your guys when they're one of the best players on your team. Um, So I I think the Eagles benefited greatly from that trade. AJ Brown's a different type of monster. Devontae Smith was my favorite receiver uh, coming out in the draft when he did. um, Well, I guess besides Jamar Chase, but I think I went Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, that's how I had it in my eyes. But all three of those guys are are studs, so nothing to be wrong with. But I, I'll just end it with just saying, like, I, I still think Steichen's he, he's one of the most brilliant offensive minds available, and that that's what Colts fans and even Colts beats writers, all these Colts analysts that. They want they want an offensive minded head coach and they have stats to back it up on why we should pick one. So I think they should key in on him or Callahan or, or somebody if, if they really want an offensive minded head coach. But Steichen is my favorite. Uh, he's worked his way up through the traditional ladder of coaching, you know, unlike some of the finalists. <laughs> Just Saturday. <clears throat> so he, he's my favorite, you know, he's my favorite candidate going into mid February. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've seen a couple of reports here saying that the Colts may wait until after the Super Bowl to make a decision. I don't know if that could have something to do with Steichen, you know, maybe just wanting to, you know, just let him focus on the Super Bowl. I know he had an interview yesterday. I believe it was on Saturday, um, but I haven't really seen any updates on that. So fingers crossed everything went well, but I agree. I think his accolades and, and traditional way he's made up the ladder are, are what we need. And, and I think that I like the fact that he's gone to two different teams now and shown that he can do it with a young upcoming quarterback. So uh, what better time than the present for him to come in and, and do something that's going to benefit everybody. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens for him. I hear you. I hear you. Well, that's going to be it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Colts cast. We're live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any platform you to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all, take care. Have a good week. Enjoy, enjoy the week. <laughs>